Hi guys! Welcome to Danny Land. I am Danny, obviously, here to talk to you about pop culture and etc. etc. Um, so I don't know if you see where I am right now. I'm in my bed. First of many, I I assume to <laughs> first of many podcasts live from my bed. Not live, but you know what I mean. And it's because let me give you my explanation. It's because I cannot emotionally sustain enough energy to clean my desk off, to set anything up when the sun goes down at 5.30 p.m. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I don't even have makeup on. And if you know me, I don't leave the house without makeup on. I don't. I'm trying to get better at that, like more accepting of my face, um, because it's just a face. Like, I'm sorry, like beauty fades. Like, I'm gonna get old and wrinkly one day, and I have to accept that. And I have to really bank on my personality at this point, which, by the way, is controversial. Apparently, apparently, a lot of people have mixed opinions on my personality. I will tell you that. Um, anyways, let's move on to the pop culture. Oh, and I will say I I did try to record from my phone so that it was higher def for you guys, um, but it was out of sync completely with the way my mouth was moving. Like the audio and the video did not sync up, so I could not abide by that. That really was irritating to me, and I just don't see that being better than it being low quality because it is a audio format at the end of the day like you don't have to see the video also don't look good in this video anyways so maybe we shouldn't do higher def this video maybe next time um anyways first on the docket is i watched i almost said i watched chucky i keep saying that i watched child's play which is the movie featuring chucky the doll um (laughs) so my conclusion on the movie is I think we need to start making horror movies that are absolutely bonkers again. Like, what was that? I don't know, but I enjoyed it. Um, I also, like, I wrote down we need to start making more haunted doll movies again, but I fear there's a lot that I, like, wasn't thinking of in the moment, like, um, Annabelle, but I haven't seen that, so... And I need to. I need to watch that and I need to watch Megan. Um, and I do believe Megan is bonkers as well. Like Chucky. Child's Play. Anyways. Um, but it was really good. I mean, it was like fun. I had a fun time watching it. Um, <laughs> it was like really just like weird for no reason. And also... It was kind of, like, sad because everyone in the movie, like, was a good person. (laughs) Like, I mean, everyone where something bad happened to them, in my opinion, didn't deserve it. Like, the mom was just trying to get her son, like, a good birthday present and happened to, like, she, first of all, couldn't afford the doll. So she got it from this homeless man that was selling it in an alleyway for like $50 or something. And it's originally like 100 I don't remember. But 
yeah and it he had it because it was from a burned down store because that guy was trying to rob the store or rob a bank or something i don't know anyways he was dying and put his soul into the doll because bt dubs just happened to be really into black magic like as a hobby which like I commend him for having a hobby. Like, we all need a hobby that isn't media consumption. Black magic, not sure about. I don't know. Oh, I'm literally so annoyed because I just looked at the footage done with my phone camera and it looked so much better than this. And so there's nothing I can do about that because it wasn't synced up. So, um, let me put this app on blast. Epoch Cam Pro literally die you are a terrible app and i hate you and i'm pretty sure i paid for like some thing like i'm pretty sure i paid for like a year's worth of using it or something um but yeah but yeah everyone in this movie were like something bad happened to them i swear they were all good people like the mom was just trying to get her son a good present her best friend was in it and like she was nice she stuck up for her at like the mall they both worked at and she took care of the son like she was babysitting him and that's where evil happened to her um and like even the witch doctor that taught the guy how to put his soul into a doll he made a mistake with that one but he was like generally a good guy like he just happened to be a witch doctor and, like, I feel like, I feel sad for everyone in that movie. Like, everyone was kind of good. Also, like, Susan Sarandon's husband was in it. And, like, I found out that her name is Sarandon through marriage. Like, that's so crazy. And it did flow off the tongue better than her maiden name. And I'm just like, would you guys, could you imagine? I'm used to my last name. But if I married someone and they had a cooler last name than me, I would definitely take it. Like, I don't know who has a really cool last name I can't think of a single celebrity crush I have who has a really cool last name like my biggest celebrity crush is Alex Turner Turner I mean I'm so in love with him I would take his last name if he preferred but <laughs> Alex Turner if you're listening give me a call hey at the end of the day did give that movie oh my god my eyes look completely different sizes and shapes right now um i did end up giving child's play a four out of five so if you guys want to check that out <laughs> my letterbox is at danny r-a-y-n if you guys want to follow me um but yeah on to the next thing in the docket another movie i watched was may december holy gosh darn that movie was insane, I would say. Um, obviously, I need Oscars to be incoming. I need an Oscar in Charles Melton's hands expeditiously. I need that to happen right now, actually. Um, it was great. His physicality as an actor was amazing. And... I never watched Riverdale. I just assumed, like, everyone in Riverdale is a bad actor. And also, like, everyone in Riverdale, like, irritates me because I don't like Riverdale at all. Which is, I know, bad of me. 
Um, but also like most of them are cringe, to be honest. Not most of them. Cole Sprouse is cringe. He's the only person I feel okay with saying that about because I know him. I've seen enough of him to suss out he is cringe. Um, anyways, I also, back to May, December, I also really loved, 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 loved the commentary on method actors and how fetish, fetishistic, the fetishistic nature of it. I don't know. Is that a word? Don't know. But Natalie Portman was off the wall insane in that movie. And it's easy to forget because she's not like the active pedophile in the movie. But she has no qualms with like putting herself in the shoes of a pedophile. And like, I don't know, like she was not okay. There was a screw loose in Natalie Portman's head. The person she's playing, not actual Natalie Portman. So this weird like making a sensation out of female pedophiles at the end of the day like mary Kay letourneau which by the way the way i didn't even explain what this movie is about may december is basically about it's loosely based on this case out of florida where this teacher ended up having sexual relations with her student who was like i think 12 at the time that they met and then like 14 at the time that they were caught together and it's loosely based on that. Her name's Mary Kay Letourneau, if you ever want to look her up. She is a sicko, and she's dead. God bless. Um, but it's loosely based on that. And so Julianne Moore is Mary Kay Letourneau. Charles Melton is the child she had the affair with. Um, affair, R-worded. Um, and Natalie Portman is playing a actress that's there researching a role because she's gonna play the teacher lady in a movie which by the way I don't think she was his teacher in the movie but it's like movie within a movie vibes which is cool and it like adds this whole layer of like making this out to be something that's like a sensation or like a phenomenon when it's just a woman being a pedophile and they act like it's this kind of glamorous thing. Like, she was on magazine covers. Like, it was this whole thing where she was, like, made out to be this phenomenon. Like, it was it was so weird. And there's this interview that they basically pull word for word and put in May-December where she's, like, getting interviewed with him. And she was like, who was the boss back then? I mean, I was older in age, but who was the boss? Asking him, her victim slash husband. And they had, like, three kids together. They had three daughters. Um, And obviously, like, at a point, he relents and is like, I was the one pursuing you. And it's like, he was 12. What the hell? A 12-year-old has n- should have no power in that situation and they actually don't have any power in the situation because they're 12 and any power is false and given to them by an adult that wants to prey upon them anyways um but yeah it was really 
it was a really good movie and it was also like kind of funny weirdly like i i think it was like supposed to be funny in like the way that it's completely ridiculous like she's completely ridiculous and like the whole situation is i don't know it it's crazy and the way the community was like supporting her too oh she also had an entire other family before this happened obviously and she had a son who was played by Corey michael smith by the way of gotham fame if you don't know this already i loved gotham wrote fan fiction not about him but just know that's how high it was in my roster i did write gotham fan fiction i love batman anyways um But yeah, he was great as well. Small role, but he was great in it. Um, honestly, everyone was great. I don't, yeah, I don't remember anyone being like, me watching them and being like, eh. It was a good movie. I think I gave it four out of five stars. Follow me on Letterboxd. Anyways, next topic is I finished The Last House on Needless Street. Absolutely insane. Um really all I can say about that um any moment that I was like okay I think I know what's happening I think I get it it's about to come to a head guess what I didn't I had no idea what was going on any moment I thought I knew what was going on a farce a facade me trying to make something out of nothing because (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure like some people will read it and be like bitch I know exactly what's happening I, to be honest, do not go into mystery slash horror books or, like, books with a mystery in general thinking about the ending. I'm just not a predictor. I think it's because I like to be surprised. Even with movies, I'm just not a big predictor. I I don't like spoilers. That feels like a spoiler, even though it's a theory. Unless it's, like, I'm okay with, um like theories about something that's like episodic and like coming out gradually that's fun but not my I'm just like not a a theory maker like maybe I'm stupid I don't know also the writing style was really strange I don't know how to explain it but it was like really odd and off-putting but it still like flowed really well and like had me hooked but it was like really weird the whole time. Like I just felt like weird. I don't know. Anyways. Um, also started reading A Certain Hunger, which is a big book on like TikTok. Um, didn't expect it to be as raunchy as it is. It's crazy. And it's like, okay, it's one thing if like I'm reading like a smut book or whatever like a a romance book and there's like sex scenes but it'll be like she's just telling a story and be like and then his mouth on my bleep 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 and this is how it felt to bleep him you know like it's just like kind of random and she also talks about food a lot like kind of in the same way like she's a food critic and it's like she talks about food in like a really salacious like I don't know really sexual way almost like indulgent and 
it is in fact making me very hungry every time I read it. Um, a certain hunger is in fact making me hungry. So just something for you guys to know. If you pick up the book, it will make you hungry and also horny or like the opposite of horny. Cause sometimes when I see sexual stuff and I'm like not in that mood, I'm like, I don't want to be thinking about this right now. I don't know. It's like, it's either one way or the other, but it's good so far. I have not had a lot of time to read because I've been mulling in my self-pity and my um, self-hatred, but um, not the point. The point is, is I was supposed to read 50 books this year and what am I on? 35. And it's December 8th, so I don't see it happening for me. But I would love for it to. Also, I am trying to read Heaven and Earth Grocery Store on audio. It's not going well for me, if I'm going to be completely honest. It's a little bit Oring Bay. But I'm usually someone that loves... Uh, what is it? I'm usually someone who loves um, literary fiction. Like, I like literary fiction. I am a 40-year-old woman. So, I like stuff like that. I like character-driven stuff. Um, I like really human stuff, so I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it would have been something I would get into, but it, it's just not doing it for me right now. So, hopefully that gets better. Um, now I'm going to get into music. So, first of all, Lana Del Rey is feeding me and only me. Um, not only me, but the thing she's doing recently feels specifically for me. And first of all, she looked beautiful at Graceland, sang beautifully. She was great. Um, but more importantly, take me home country roads. You're lying. You're lying. She did not cover take me home country roads. Yes, she did. And it was specifically for me because I love that song so much. I love John Denver. I used to have classes looked just like his and I would call them my John Denver glasses and it's so serious to me like he's so serious to me like I love him so much and I feel like you guys just aren't gonna get this because like this generation <laughs> this generation just does not care about John Denver the way I do and <laughs> take me home country roads underrated it's also the, the like the theme song to whisper of the heart which is one of my favorite movies ever and it's a studio Ghibli movie that I think is very underrated and yeah, Lana Del Rey fed me. I'm eating from the palm of her hand like a horse. So yeah. Also, I bought the Harper's Bazaar magazine. And I, by the way, guys, am a magazine person. I love them. I love collecting them. I love looking at them. And I feel like if they weren't so expensive, I'd buy more of them. But I love them. Anyways. Um, but yeah, she has been doing so much for me. Like she's been doing so many interviews right now. I really hope she wins a Grammy. If she doesn't want a Grammy, I'm going to have to storm the, the Grammys. Like it's the Capitol because what the hell? Like she deserves one. I'm sorry. Lana Del Rey deserves one Grammy. One. 
at least, at least, guys, at least, please, Grammys, if you're listening right now, she needs a Grammy. Also, speaking of music, I realized recently, I do not listen to full albums anymore. Like, what the hell? Like, okay, so I was doing this Instagram question thing, like it was a trend. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to hit the mic. It was a question thing, and it was like top six albums. And I was like, I can't remember the last time I listened to a full album that wasn't by someone that's like really important to me. Like, obviously, Lana, I listen to her full albums. I listen to like Mitz. No, I didn't even listen to Mitski's full album. Oh my God, what is wrong with me? I just don't listen. I've been really into Peso Pluma lately, so I listen to his full album, like Genesis. Um, and I liked that album. I put it in the top six because I was like, that's like the most recent album I've listened to in full that wasn't like by Lana Del Rey. And I'm like, who am I? Because I love music. And I'm like, why am I not listening to full albums? Like there's so many artists that I love and I, I love so many songs by them, but I, I haven't listened to one of their full albums. And that's like, Spotify's rotted my brain and I need to fix that. Like, what? Like, when I was, okay, when I was, like, in middle school, I had, like, five big artists and I knew their discography, like, inside and out. And it was, like, Nirvana, Slipknot, Korn, Avenged Sevenfold, Stone Sour. I think those were, like, my top five. If please don't say anything about that, I was twelve. Um, I mean, I still like all those artists, but like, I just I feel like that's kind of an odd spread. Um, or not odd. It's like, um, not diverse. But I knew their entire discographies. Like I I listened to their full albums, and now it's like I have so many artists I love, but rarely do I ever listen to a full album by them. Like, I like Ethel Kane's album, Preacher's Daughter. I think I listened to that full one. And, like, I don't know, but I need to start. And I do it sometimes with, like, new albums that come out. Come out but I need to start listening to albums as, like, an art piece. Like, I need to stop just listening to singles and being, like, or listening to random ones that, like, sound interesting to me. I need to just sit down and listen to the full album because that's what the artist wants. And I, I fear, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's, it's respectful to listen to a full album. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah. And let me see what which ones I picked. Okay, so the ones I picked were Taylor Swift Speak Now. That was one of my first Taylor Swift albums that I listened to, like, front to back. When it came out, I had it on CD and I listened to it in my computer and I would play this fish game. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like an aquarium game that I was obsessed with. And I would listen to Taylor Swift Speak Now and I was obsessed with it. Um, Nirvana in Utero. That's my favorite Nirvana album. I just like it. I love Nirvana. Um, Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. It was really hard for me to pick a Arctic Monkeys album, but I I really like Tranquility Base. I feel like it's really underrated. 
as an album in general. And then, um, Slipknot, Iowa. I had a hard time picking between Iowa and Self-Titled, but I think Iowa has, like, the most songs that I really like off of it. And then I was, like, split in between Unholy Hour by Chloe and Halle and Preacher's Daughter. I think I ended up picking Unholy Hour because I've listened to it more. But this is, again, an album randomly that I listened to the whole thing of. So I was like, yes, I like this album. But, like, I, I, I like Chloe and Halle. I don't know if they're one of my favorite artists because they don't have that much music. I honestly, okay, controversial opinion, feel like they split up too soon. <laughs> like, I feel like they were just getting the flow and then they split up to do their own things, which, like, I love them both separately as well. But, like, I really feel like they could have done more together. Hopefully they do something in the future. Um, also, the Lana album I picked was Honeymoon. I'm pretty sure Honeymoon is my favorite album. I don't know. I AKA was my favorite album for a long time just because I love her unreleased stuff. <sighs> but if I'm being completely honest, I love it every album in different ways like I would almost put blue banisters because I love blue banisters even though like that's a lot of people's least favorite I love it I'm sorry to say it has some songs on it that I would not trade for the world um and then I put genesis by piece of pluma because I'm just really into him lately and I feel like it's getting more and more embarrassing how into him I am I'm just I'm starting to stand in the love I have for him because it's like funny. It's like I'm a very like pretentious person. I don't know. I don't think I'm that pretentious, but like, you know, I, I listen to Lana Del Rey, I listen to Mitski. I stare at the wall. I, I read Kafka, you know what I'm saying? Um, not really, but I mean, I've read some, but <laughs> but and I also love Pisa Pluma like I'm sorry I can't help it I love him so much I also I I like pop music like <laughs> like I listen to Megan Thee Stallion like I well, she's rap but you know what I'm saying like I like popular culture I'm I have a pop culture podcast like this is my outlet to talk about these things and like I can't be embarrassed about the person that was on my top five Spotify listen listening of the year, like my t- in my top five artists, I can't be a bit embarrassed of him. Like it's not my fault he has a bowl cut slash mullet combo. Obviously, he's a very popular artist. He also has the most beautiful girlfriend I've ever seen in my life. So like, I'm not the only one that feels this way. Anyways, um. Oh, also, I did see it. I saw this TikTok of this girl that had, like, a little... It was, like, a Hello Kitty photo card holder. But instead of, like, a K-pop boy it, as the photo card, it was Piece of Pluma. Trust, if you see me with one of those in the near future, I need you guys to just, like, mind your business. Like, I'm open and honest about my feelings about him now. 
Like, God forbid. God forbid I like someone that isn't, um, like, God forbid. God forbid I like someone that isn't, um, making depression music. You know what I mean? Like, I sometimes want to listen to fun Mexican Spanish music. You know, like, sometimes I just want to have fun and I want to hear some trumpets. I want to see a horn. I want to hear a horn section sometimes. I don't know. Um, he actually like is one of my the, the one of my biggest hyperfixations of the year. That man. I'm sorry. I love him. Like I love his nasally ass voice, his nasally and scratchy voice at the same time. And I love his bowl cut slash mullet combo. I like the slits in his eyebrows. Um, and you know what? I don't know what to tell you. Like his voice scratches something in my brain that cannot be explained and also i'm in love with him i have accepted that he's with nikki nicole trust i respect her she's beautiful she's actually one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen in my life um and it hurts but it's okay um anyways moving on um okay i'm about to say something kind of controversial Do I think Taylor Swift should have been person of the year? No. I do think, listen, Taylor Swift, I am a big Taylor Swift fan. We know this. I talked about Speak Now earlier. I love her so much. Um, that being said, probably shouldn't have been person of the year. Um, could have been any of the journalists from Gaza, in my opinion. Like, last, when, when you look at the mag, the Time magazine cover of the person of the year during Russian and Russia invading Ukraine, it was very different. It was treated very differently than it's being treated now. It was treated as an invasion for Ukraine, but it's not being treated the same way for Gaza and Palestine in general, even though that's been happening for years and years and years. Actually, it has been with Russia, too. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but it, it's not being treated in the same way as all at all. It's being treated as, like, a war instead of a genocide, which it is. And I feel like they just had her set up to be time person of the year. Like, I feel like months ago this decision was being made. And I feel like it should have been changed. Like, I know it's last minute, guys, but I feel like it should have been changed. Journalists are some of the most important people, especially during a time like this when so much misinformation is being flooded and pushed by government that is being funded by the U.S. I don't know. I just feel like I love Taylor Swift, but I don't know if she's person of the year in, like, a political sense. Like, like, I understand. She would be, like, person of the year if U.S. was the only thing that got considered. And, like, most of the time that is the only place that gets considered. Because it's like, yes, I do understand, like, why they would pick her, like, pre-October. I understand why they would pick her because of how much she was affecting the economy and like the places she toured and like 
how crazy her tour was, how crazy the movie was, how crazy, like, her whole relationship with Travis Kelsey was. Like, they literally lit up the Empire State Building, colors of her sauces on her plate um, when she was with Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, yeah, that's insane. Like, pre-October, like, yes, she should have been person of the year. But post-October, in my opinion, it's kind of a slap in the face to all of the journalists that are risking their lives not of their own choice and showing the world exactly what is happening, cutting through all of the propaganda and doing it because what other choice do they have? Like, I feel like everyone thinks they would be on the right side of history. Like, if something like the Holocaust happened again, everyone thinks they would be against that. But so many people fall for this propaganda and it's like, no, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be on the right side of history. Like, you wouldn't be. Anyways. I'm going to move on tentatively but i will post links in the in the description if if it allows me to do that um to contact your representatives about what's going on in gaza on another note related to taylor swift um taylor swift also proves my point that trying to avoid cringe is a fruitless endeavor and really she really makes it clear like guess what being cringe isn't the thing stopping you because miss taylor swift at the top of the world right now cringe as hell sometimes sometimes she says things and i'm like um you're collecting horcruxes question mark um (laughs) and i'm like i really i really need to be open with my cringe because that's the only way to truly be a creative person like at the end of the day she is a good writer she's a really good writer everyone that tries to say she's mediocre I just don't agree with that at all like I think you just don't like her which is fine there's a lot of celebrities I just don't like but she's she's a good writer in my opinion I'm sorry like evermore bye Sit down and listen to Evermore. And if you still don't like her, I'm sorry, there's personal biases going on. Um, also, I think people, like, underestimate how hard it is to write a pop song that, like, flows and sounds good and stays on the radio. Like, Speak Now? She wrote that when she was, like, what, 19, 20? Like, 21, maybe? And the songs on Speak Now genuinely, like, hit so hard. And I feel like people underestimate them because they're, like, love songs. And people think it's, like... I swear to God, people think that, like, anyone could just write a pop hit and end up on the radio for ten weeks. Like, I'm kind of losing my mind talking to people about music. I'm like, no. No. Not anyone can just do that. <laughs> and even even with like earworms like there's definitely earworms that are not good songs they accomplish something but also like the lyrics are just like you're not gonna tell me 
A, B, C, D, F, U is, is a good lyric. I'm sorry. But that's not the point. Um, but my point is, is that I really have to go into life with this, like, I'm just gonna be myself. Like, that's the thing about, like, certain artists, like, they're just themselves. And they don't care if they're cringe. And that's good, in my opinion. Like, who cares if Taylor Swift said that cringy, like, ass like Harry Potter Gandalf thing like she's still selling out stadiums I can't fault her I'm not selling out stadiums and like I know I can't not be cringe because that's like all I am like all I care about is being funny and like me embarrassing myself is less important in my mind than me being funny so I'll always take that out to be funny So I know that about myself and like I'm fine with it and like I can only be myself. I've tried so hard to be other people and I've tried so hard to be like mysterious or whatever but I can't do that. I can't. I can't not make a joke about something. I can't like keep my mouth shut and I've accepted that about myself now and it's like okay well if you don't like me you don't like me and it's like the same thing with like makeup and stuff and I'm like I want to be pretty and I want to feel pretty but it's like if you don't like the way I look without makeup on you don't like me like (laughs) I'm going on a tangent now guys but also like I have keratosis pilaris on my arms this kind of like a random thing to bring up but like I have that on my arms and for the longest time I was like I have to wear long sleeves and I have to cover up and I have to like make sure no one sees my arms or like my body hair or whatever But if it's like, if you think that's gross, you think I'm gross because I'm never going to not have that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to not be that person. Because I've I've tried so many lotions, guys. Like, trust me, I'm never going to not have it. So it's like, why do I care so much about covering up when, like, at some point, someone's going to see my arms? Like, I care about covering up for, like, Or, like, if a guy I think is cute, like, I, like, don't want him to see my arms. I'm, like, well, the intention of someone, like, of thinking someone is cute is them seeing you naked at some point. So, it's, like, yeah, they're going to see my arms. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, if, if they think that's gross, they think I'm gross and that's just the end of it. So, like, who cares? Who cares? And if they think my jokes are cringe, they think I'm cringe. You know what I mean? It's like, like, (laughs) if I do something cringe and they don't like that, they don't like me, which is fine. Not everyone's going to like you. So I need to shut up. I'm like saying the same thing over and over again. Um, also something else I wanted to say is the fallout trailer came out for the fallout show and i'm really scared to watch it because i love fallout so much also have written fallout fan fiction um i deleted it though and i'm so scared because i love fallout it's probably my favorite game series of all time I love Fallout New Vegas so much. That's definitely my favorite game of all time. 
and I don't want to watch it. I already saw a picture of the ghoul, and I'm like, why do you, no offense, but your skin looks too smooth. Like, if you don't know anything about Fallout, like, ghouls in the game have, they basically look like zombies, like, their skin is, like, melted off from radiation, and they call, like, normal people, like, you and I, they call us smooth skins. Tell me why I saw a picture of the ghoul from Fallout, the show, his skin looks smooth as hell, but he just looked like a pink human with no nose. Like, stop trying to make it all nice looking. It's the nuclear apocalypse. Like, it's one thing I do think Fallout games should add a little bit more foliage to the games. Like, the way nuclear test sites, like, the the foliage, like, in the trees and nature has kind of taken over the cities again and like Hiroshima and um Chernobyl things like that I always thought like Fallout should have more foliage not the point the point is like that would be one thing but it's like why does everything look new and pretty like the screenshots I'm seeing are not boding well for me and I'm like I can't do this I love Fallout so much and I like just <laughs> I went into a full depression when I heard that like the Fallout show had been casting because I was like that was supposed to be me I was supposed to be in the Fallout show obviously I've kind of given up on acting now but like I was like that was supposed to be me I was supposed to be the main character it's not happening but like trust me like this was so important to me and I still haven't watched the trailer because I'm like, I already saw the ghoul and his skin is too smooth. And I'm like, upset about it. Like, I would. You guys don't understand. And like, every Fallout game since the first one has gotten more and more sanitized. It's like they're so afraid of characters being ugly and like not fun to look at. And it's like, that's the whole point. They are in the apocalypse. Like, why does the ghoul, whose skin is supposed to be melting off from radiation damage, why does he just look pink? He just looks like a pink human. He just looks like a pink human with no nose. Anyways, it's just upsetting me. And I had a lot of problems with Fallout 4, like, story-wise. I... (laughs) Story-wise, dialogue-wise, I had a lot of problems with Fallout 4. It was in my opinion, a decrease in quality from Fallout New Vegas. I love Fallout New Vegas. Obviously, it's one of the best games of all time. Anyways, I'm so sorry to everyone listening who does not care about this, but it is something I'm very passionate about. So, yeah. If you are... I also am trying to play Fallout 1, but it's really hard to play because it's turn-based and also... I keep forgetting what I'm doing and then I won't play it for like five months because that's how I play video games. And then I come back and I'm like, what the fuck? What was I doing? Also obsessed right now with this game. I bought, I literally bought it on eBay and I've been playing it on my 3DS. I had it on my DS Lite and I like all those games got like water damage and so I don't have them anymore, but I bought it again for my 3DS. There it is. It's called Style Savvy, and you make little outfits, and it's really fun. And I was trying to get 
there's a new version of it out and apparently it sucks <laughs> I was like trying to buy it I was looking at the reviews and this person was like any fans of the old style savvy this isn't for you like it's terrible and I'm like I, what if I myself what if I myself but yeah I think that's all I have for this week pretty sure one this week sorry guys I've been like not not depressed so I've been just kind of rotting and not really consuming that much media I still really want to watch Saltburn but I was supposed to watch it with my coworker, and like we haven't really set a time or date for that so hopefully that still happens um yeah I haven't been like watching a lot of movies or reading a lot of books or like consuming a lot of media besides like just random edits on tiktok i've just been kind of rotting and watching tiktoks and working and that's it and podcasting like i'm doing right now so yeah at some point i will watch the trailer for fallout and i will come back with full thoughts next week um yeah i hope all of you enjoyed this it's gonna be like maybe 40 minutes edited together but I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'm sorry it wasn't that long this week um yeah I'm gonna try to link stuff in the description oh you sorry if you heard Buffy um she's just like snorting um I'm gonna try to link stuff in the description for Gaza if I can. It wasn't letting me do links last time. So that's great. Also my throat's all scratchy now. And I don't know why. I was singing a lot yesterday. And I think I'm just like straining my voice. Like I think I don't talk correctly. Like I think. Because like now I have a bunch of vocal fry. And I'm like. I think maybe my voice is supposed to be higher pitched. Or like more in the front of my face. And I speak from, like, the back of my throat. And I think that's not good. Like, I think that's causing strain on my voice. So, if anyone has tips and tricks to help that, I would appreciate that. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night in Dannyland. Bye.